G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 19. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual is Joel Marshall and we hope joining us very soon is Daniel Nuttall. Well, Joel, I'd like to tell the listeners that it's another massive weekend of racing coming up in Australia, but uh, really it's a bit of a calm before the storm situation, uh, which you can tell by the fact that the racing media and racing Twitter seem to be distracted by Wayne Boss wanting to uh, do a few real estate deals in Sydney and uh, uh, whether or not indeed Racing Victoria is ever going to run, run a whip-free series. Uh, what's your take on the whole situation? Yeah, well, <clears throat> attention certainly been turned away from the track with all that... Uh... All that palaver and, uh, well, as you said, rightly so, there's not a lot going on on track this weekend. It's, it's, it's sort of that little bit of a lull between you know, as, between next year when we get into the, the Brisbane Summer Carnival. Of course, Gold Coast were there a couple of weeks. We don't have any two-year-old action in Brisbane. There's a two-year-old race in Sydney. Perhaps a, a couple of uh, Magic Millions players there were obviously had the Wyong Magic Millions run yesterday and wow we saw a very impressive winner there she's all class from the waller team i think it was 51 dollars before that win and is now equal favorite alongside her stablemate shaquiro so obviously all things are heating up in brisbane they've got a couple of stakes races there at doombin on saturday so we'll uh, we'll look towards those and what did you make of hong kong daniel um i guess it was Going to be a de, a de facto Australian win was expected, but uh, just no, absolutely nothing went right for Classic Legend. Yeah, that's right. It was a strange sort of watch, wasn't it? Um, you know, the trial. There was a few people um, in the went all too well in the in the trial in Hong Kong lead up to that run. And and look, I wasn't on him, but I can imagine that those who were just as I guess as a Australian racing fan watching. Um, Horse had so much success here. You want to see him do well on the on the international stage, and you know, nothing really went right. Um, you could say he was unlucky, but even so, when he was seen to, uh, he never really seemed to be travelling around the turn. Um, disappointing, and, but we did see the emergence of Golden Sixty, who had yet to uh, chalk up a, a Group One win, and and um, and destroyed them in the Group One there on Sunday. Of course, that was Beauty Generation's last run, being such a great horse. Um, over there, and for Zach Purton as well. Um, but it was a yeah entertaining uh, week at Hong Kong. Of course, the Wednesday night Purton taking out the um, the Long Jeans Jockeys Challenge on the Wednesday prior. So really good week of racing. And um, yeah, as Joel said, not much happening on the track here in Australia this weekend. But I think there's still um, some good betting races to be had all around the country. Quite correct. They will still be paying in Australian currency if you can find a winner. And Doombin, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday. That's where the black type is. On the East Coast, and as they've been doing uh, in Brisbane in recent times, uh, they are saving the best for last with the black type races uh, in the last, uh, their races eight and nine this time. Uh, as Joel mentioned, no two-year-old races at Doombin, but no doubt a few that are working towards that big day on the Gold Coast in early January. So, Daniel, um, tell us about race eight at Doombin. It is the Hellbent at Yarraman Park Gold Edition plate. 1,200 metres set weights for three-year-olds at listed level. Hang on, there's been a protest. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's a very, some very talented horses running around the Brisbane card um, this weekend as the Magic Million Day approaches. 
And it starts in that gold edition plate. I've got Isotope on top, the 11, um, Black Soil, Bloodsock, and Tony Gollan. They're flying at the moment with their horses. And, and this filly's one of theirs. I thought that win in the mode plate second up was um, was awesome. Simply put, one of the better performances, the better wins I've seen in Queensland for some time. She made some really handy fillies there, looked second rate. Um, it was a lovely ride from Ryan Maloney, and she just put them to bed very easily. She can get close to... Um, sort of get near to that sort of level of um, performance. I can't see her being beaten in this, although it is a, a slightly stronger affair, I do concede. But she's on top of the 11, deserves to be the favourite. Um, away game, of course, will be a few who like to sort of snap those odds about 450 in this um, in this sort of field, even though there is a short price favourite. I think she's the, the clear danger. She did pretty much everything as a two-year-old, didn't she? Contested all the big races and um, an excellent first uh, excellent debut preparation. Um, you know, first up, I think she might need the run, but I cer- certainly can see her um, finishing second to Isotope. I think Isotope clearly on top of the nine away game. In for third, I've done Domania, really strong through the line first up. Um, after getting a long way out of his ground after a slow start. And in for fourth, Plutocrat. I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of this filly. Um, but plenty of time for her. She didn't get much of a chance second up. Um, there's no way she would have beaten the winner, but she caught wide there in the run um, and she sort of thought the run was better than it looked uh, Looks on paper, I guess. So 14 Plutocrat is definitely over the odds in this. My numbers, 11, 9, 4 and 14. Race 9 at Doombin on Saturday is the TAB Loch Neagh Stakes, 1350 metres, a listed event and a quality handicap. Daniel? This one's certainly more open. I'm with Outback Barbie on top. Um, the four kept on well and George Moore caught wide there. Um, it was a very brave effort considering the torrid run. Uh, this is no harder than that, I don't think. And she seems to do her best work at Doombin. Red Chase in next. Been very good this preparation. Has to go up a, a level here, though. Um, and he does only had to record the run, one win this prep, but that was over Ballistic Boy, who has come out and won impressively at his next couple, um, including last Friday um, at Doombin, at Doombin Mile. It was an excellent win. So that's good form for this. Tambo's mates hasn't had much hasn't had much luck with the barriers. This preparation drawn wide in both, and he's drawn wide again here. I think they'll sit quieter on him um, this time in. He sent too much petrol, sort of trying to find a forward spot last start. And in for fourth, I have the uh, one tie zone. Stradbroke winner. My numbers are four to beat six, three, and one. And your specials come up earlier in the program? Yeah, that's right. Uh, best of the day comes up in race number race number um, six, Kateru from the Chris Anderson stable. Having his first run for that stable at the Gold Coast it was an excellent win. Got last um, last of the ten in the field and circled them. Let down with a nice, showed off a nice turn and foot. Let down impressively and won softly in the end. Um, make up the ground he did. I think he can go right on with the job here. And he's my best. Race six, number nine. The value comes up in the race prior. ELO, the 14, like she was thrown in the deep end first up in that, that mode plate and um, was probably outclassed, fair to say. She found a few bits too speedy over 1,200 metres. She's much better suited up to the 13.50 she sees here. This is a much, much weaker race to what she's seen. And her form last preparation reads well, I think, um, for a race of this sort of depth. And even though she is a three-year-old taking on the older horses, um, well over the odds, 14 to 1, I thought it'd start half that price before the markets came out. So... 
pretty keen on ELO and an each-way price in race five. Joel, do you have any thoughts on Doombin Saturday? Uh, just on, on the feature races, obviously away game and Isotope are going to be hard to crack in the gold edition plate. Three horses I'd include in my multiples. Thunder Mania, got a lot of time for him. He was very good first up. Batanga Sentry, speaking of the Wyong Magic Millions, his mother, Asail, was a very exciting winner of that before getting injured en route to the Gold Coast. Uh, he's got a bit of talent himself. And Lady Banff, I expect a lot better from her. She was disappointing first up in Sydney when very well backed. She's two for two at Doombin from a good draw. She might be the big improver at double figures. So they're the ones I'm sort of looking at in that race. And in the lock knee, might have an each-way play on Sophie's gold class. She's got plenty of talent, this girl. She's a seven-year-old. She's only had the 17 start. She's obviously had her issues, but she's won seven of them. She's won three in a row. She's first up, but she's won three from five fresh. She's got a low draw and, and down in the weights. Wouldn't be shocked at all to see her measure up in this black-type company. Well, speaking just uh, on Daniel's value bet there, ELO, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but uh, I think the teacup tip in your whirl away winning post, I think the tea leaves very much agree with you, uh, Daniel, because they have formed a shape that looks a hell of a lot like Jeff Lynn in, uh, <laughs> back in the 70s there when he had the big fro and the glasses and the beard. Uh, quite a remarkable resemblance, actually, so... If it manages to get up, I know I've got a friend of mine, he's, um, his auntie's actually a part owner of the horse who I didn't know until a couple of weeks ago. But if, um, if it is to get up, I've got the early price of 14, I'll be playing some evil woman, that's for sure. Something of the great band, yellow. So Good one. There's um, plenty to choose from if it, if it can get oh, up. So I can't choice. believe you came up with that with, that, with no notice at all. It's uh, brilliant. Now, um, uh, we'll head south gradually. We'll go to Randwick first, which uh, is the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday. Plenty of rain down there. Might be, uh, well, it will be soft at least, we think. Another big 10-race car there. They're loving splitting those uh, highway handicaps. But, Joel, uh, as you alluded to earlier, perhaps uh, there's going to be plenty of interest in the two-year-old race there that leads off the program, although a little bit. Uh, a little bit taken out of it with the scratching of Astrologer and Glen Eagles. Uh, you thought Paulel could go on, uh, uh, go on with the job there. Yeah, I'll lean the way of Paulel. I liked him at the Valley on debut. Glen Eagles was down to run in that race and drew wide and they scratched him and it left me with Paulel on top. And it was a nice win. He drew the outside gate, but he came clear for a strong win. I think he'd be very hard to beat. Zarastro looks pretty handy. He'd want to be. He cost over a million. He's by I Am Invincible out of his Abiel Mare. He missed a run at Wyong on Wednesday. It was a second emergency, but he goes around here. And at the art of flying, he looks the other main hope. He's, I've been with him both starts down in Melbourne, and he hasn't put a foot wrong, really. Both runs have been good in that Sandown race. That Merson Cooper looked quite a deep race on paper. So, look, I think they're the three key players in that opener. Uh, Daniel, you've uh, found another one of Wallers to win that one. Yeah, uh, the well-bred Coast Watch, uh, the sixth son of Fastnet Rock. We chucked the blinkers on him at Warwick Farm and uh, probably should have finished a bit closer to the winner there. I think he's uh, certainly trending the right way. He's got uh, his match fitness on his side, some of these unraced runners. And I like the look of him. And from the good draw, he'll get, um, he should get every chance at a seller and midfield. So Coast Watch probably would be my betting play. I think Palau was um, certainly 
the one to beat, Zarestro and the Art of Flying, the other two. But I'll be having a, a bet on the six coast watch in the opener. So the specials, and we start with you, Joel. You're kicking us off in race four, which is a 2,000-metre benchmark 88 with the uh, the quite exciting uh, Waller Prospect accountability. Yeah, he's a really progressive staying type, this bloke. He surprised a few seconds up, winning over 1,800. Uh, he was perhaps expected to no, take another run or two, but he'd come down quickly. He won again at Kembla Grange and then just got too far back at Rose Hill a couple of weeks ago. Spotted the leaders about seven lengths at the 600 and, and really ate into that margin. Went third behind Significance, who won the Christmas Cup last week over 2,400. Accountability was an acceptor for that race. He was very well weighted, but they elected to uh, just, just hold him back a little bit and save that 2,400-metre run for perhaps later on. So he stays at 2,000. He's in pretty well with 56. He'll get a sweet run, and I think he's uh, clearly the bet of the day. Could have made a few of these value bets of the day, but I've gone for Pandano, race nine, number 14. He's been kept fresh since resuming on his home track at Newcastle on uh, at the, the Hunter meeting. He had 60 kilos. He got into a good spot from a wide gate, and had he got clear, I think he would have gone close to winning. He was checked and held up, and then he burst through late on the fence, finished a very close fourth. He dropped seven kilos. He's got a good gate. He can use that and be close, you know, just behind the leaders. I think he's a good each-way player in a tricky event. Daniel, your specials. Yeah, my best comes in race seven. Firstly, the quaddy, the Gerald Ryan trained Sally's Day, who's uh, second up here. I thought it was a pretty even first up run, um, getting back in and finding the, uh, hitting the line as, as she likes to do. I certainly improved of that run um, with the wets. The, wet for, the, the rain that's forecast uh, in the expected to fall. She can get through the, uh, the wet going. Uh, one of her wins has been on a soft track. And I think she's a, a quite a talented mare um, who's more upside than most of these. So Sally's Day, my best. Race seven, number 10. The value comes up in race nine. The Brad would have trained rare episode. Uh, the six is down four runs under his belt this preparation and all four runs also he hasn't won one this preparation all four have been pretty um, pretty honest efforts um he gets through both going three wins on a soft track from eight starts and so we'll handle the going handle the give in the ground um and i like the effort last start three it was too good for him late there um but he was pretty brave up on the speed he'll roll forward again carries 55 after the claim to tom sherry he dropped four and a half from the last start um i think it'd be hard to run down at a bit of a price um we'll certainly be in the Certainly be in it for a long way and give you a run for your money. Race nine, number six, rare episode. All right, they're racing again at Flemington in Melbourne on Saturday. And as we speak to you, mid-afternoon Thursday, it's a beautiful day. It's been a very nice week generally in Melbourne. Um, it is, uh, however, expected to rain thunderstorms tonight. But I think that's all going to clear by about midday Friday. So uh, I'd be expecting to... Race on a good track. Joel, why don't you kick us off with your special starting in race three, number six, Bella Tiara. I'm hoping for lightning to strike twice here because it was this race last year that uh, Karamay from the Matthew Williams stable won at uh, quite a nice dividend coming off. Uh, she won a Tarang Maiden, went to the Valley, had no luck, and then won at the Flemington. And this girl, Bella Tiara, race three, number six, I think she's coming along really well. She showed promise in her first prep without winning, but ran well on 
each occasion bumped into some handy types and it was only a small field at Warnable first up. But gee, it was a good win. She sat back. She was able to overcome the, just the moderate tempo and, and come clear for a dominant win. So, look, she's got 60 kilos, but they've all got the big weight, so I'm not too worried about that. And, yeah, it could have been a bit of a target race here from the stable. So keen on Bella Tiara. She's my best of the day, race three, number six. My value at around nine to one is race six, number seven, Lamu from the uh, Archie Alexander stable. This mare, this import, showed good promise last time in. Fourth at Sandown, was very good. Then she went to Flemington and didn't have much luck. Probably should have won. Was held up from gate one. And then they took her to Adelaide and she missed out in a black tight race. Thought her fresh run at Sandown. This prep was excellent. Barrier one again. Hopefully it's not going to be her nemesis. But if she can get to clear galloping room, I think she'll be hard to hold out. A couple of... Ruffy's perhaps worth considering. Race seven, number three, Biometric, first up. Resumes gelded. Now, he had no luck at all whatsoever at his first Australian start back in May. That was 1,400, 1,200 probably right on his limit, but he has jumped out well, and as I said, he returns a gelding, so he might be one at over the odds. And race nine, number 15, Naval Envoy. Yeah, I thought he was a great bet at Mooney Valley on Friday night. Uh, they've opted for the tougher race for the bigger dosh. If he can get a little bit of luck, he can run... A cheeky race. I would have thought he was better placed at the Valley, but it's going all right. Two runs this time in have both been quite sound. Daniel. Yeah, my best comes up in race five. Uh, I think a very progressive gelding by the name of Midships from the David Barodiak stable. Uh, he's won two or four this preparation, um, and he's pretty versatile sort. He can settle off the speed. He can sit on the um, pace and, and win in, in sort of both fashions, I guess. Um the only fail this preparation came in a, a reasonably strong benchmark 70 and he just got no luck. He got sort of shuffled back and um, never really came on from well back there. Uh, but I've liked what he's done in the other three starts. Uh, I think he's only improved. He's only the nine starts under his belt. But this, I think, is a nice race for him to sort of um, have a crack at Saturday Grey midships. Race, race five, number six. The value comes up in race eight. Uh, Tony and Kelvin McAvoy trained overexposure. Is here second up. Uh, thought was solid enough first up. Did enough over a distance short of his best 500 metres. Um, it wasn't the sort of the worst part of the track, the inside there. But he's stuck on okay. He hasn't been beaten far um, by serious suspect. Um, I mean, the rise and trip to 1,400 metres will certainly help him. And his second up form um, is pretty good. So overexposure, my value around that sort of 8 to $9 mark uh, in race number eight. Uh, my best was race four, number one, Bungers. Been running hot on the Country Cup circuit. Thought uh, he could bring it to town. And my value bet race five, number 10, Garam Piro. For Lindsay Smith, showed a bit in his first preparation uh, just in the autumn and winter. And in, in fact, he's unbeaten on good tracks and suited resuming over 1,400 metres. Craig, Williams, uh, Craig Newitt, I should say, who uh, rode into both wins. Is aboard in South Australia on Saturday. Daniel, we head across to Gawler for our um, for our Metro Fair on uh, on Saturday. What did you find for us there? Yeah, the rest at Gawler, but it's still a pretty neat card. Um, good horses going around, and one of those is my best of the day. Sizzlefly in the last. She had two starts last prep and she just didn't come up um, there. She was set, quickly sent for a spell after those. 
She's since trialled really well. Nice trial win in South Australia. Um, look, she's been tackling stronger races for much of her career, stronger races than this for much of her career. Um, she's back to a benchmark grade here, which the last start in benchmark grade was five runs ago, and that was a dominant Morpheville win. She flies fresh. She's won three or four first up. Um, and as I said, the trial, recent trial, looks pretty good. So she's a fly in the last. I think it's the best of the day in Adelaide. Not much value on the card, so I've just gone with the next best, and that's Grafted, who's another who's first up. Race five, uh, Will Clark and stable. Formerly of Jason Warren. Um, hasn't been seen for over 12 months, this horse. But her recent trial suggests she should be ready to go. She um, takes on a pretty substandard benchmark 58 first up, and um, her best form would see her winning this pretty well, uh, pretty easily. Uh, obviously, she's first up for over a year, but I don't think she has to be fully wound up to be beating these. And as I said, the the recent trial was um, the recent trial was pretty good, and I think she's um, she, she should be forward enough to win a race of this sort of depth first up. So grafted in race five, um, my next best. All right, Ascot is Ascot in Perth is where the uh, most prestigious race of the weekend is happening, and that's the Group Two Ted Van Hinkst Stakes. Formerly the CB Cox, it's over 2,100 metres, bit of a uh, Perth Cup lead-up. And uh, my roughie last week, I ended up being $5, trapped for fools, backs up here. Uh, but there is a very, very short price favourite for the Cerise and White, Grant Nalona, Williams and Willie Pike, and that is truly great, number two at $1.35. Our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, did his best to make a case for Trap for Fools, but had to side with truly great in the end. That's uh, that's so cramped that they haven't made that uh, leg of the quaddy. BJ's best comes up in the following race. That's uh, race six, the Crown Sports Bar handicap over 2,200 metres. And this is Midnight Blue, who uh, was scratched last week. That's race six, number one. His value bet race four, number nine, Indominus. Uh, and his numbers for the Ted Van Heaps was truly great to beat Trap for Fool's Platoon and Taxigano. That's two, one, four, and three. The other black type race on the program, race seven, the Agent Fresh Star Struck Classic for the Phillies and Mares over 1,600. And there should be another fairly warm favourite there that BJ likes in Chantre to beat Dance Music. Looks the racing two. Naughty by Nature and Special Choice, three, one, ten. And nine, Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at Tarapa and Awapuni. Indeed they are. Awapuni, best bet comes up in the last. It's race nine, number seven, kickstart. This four-year-old son of Placer ran in some pretty handy three-year-old company. He just became his own worst enemy. He's slow out of the gates. He's got that bad habit, which has put him out of action a couple of times. The last run before the spell, it just he missed it hopelessly, and that was the end of his race completely. Nice trial recently, even though he did miss the start again. Um, so you're going to need a little bit of faith, but he's definitely good enough and uh, just going to take the punt on him. Race nine, number seven. Value, I don't like making the value in a race where there's no each way, no third betting, but struggled with this meeting. Didn't really fancy a lot, to be fair. I've gone with Fiano, race two, number seven, seven horse race. Hopefully she can win or run one, two. Pretty honest mare. She doesn't quite go on the real heavy stuff. So I think Saturday's conditions will suit. It was a good winner two runs back. And she's just so well weighted. She gets in with 50 and a half. Uh, the next closest is 55 and a half. And then you get a few others, 57, 58, 60. So really well weighted race two, number seven. Tarapa, the best, is race five, number nine, Royal Performer. 
bit of a veteran. This bloke started in uh, in the UK, went to Hong Kong. He's in New Zealand now. His first up run wasn't great, but he stepped to the mile, second up, and he should have won at Ellerslie. He was held up badly in the last 200 metres. It was a hard watch if you were on him. He gets in really well at the weights here. Big drop down to 51 after the three-kilo claim for Billy Penn, and I think he'll be hard to beat. And the value at Tarapa. Race three, number four, Max. First start, I expected better. I thought he trialled quite well, and he sort of got back and made minimal ground. He'll be better for that. 1,400 will suit. Uh, there's a bit of a tail to this race. Probably just numbers one, two, and five are the uh, sort of the main three hopes, and the rest can't win. Uh, but I expect him to be a lot better with that run under the belt, Max. So I think he's worth another go, race three, number four. All righty. That wraps up the Saturday of racing around Australia. And it takes us to our best $20 bets for the weekend, the segment that we call Lazy Lobsters. Yes, Lazy Lobsters, and the less said about last week, the better, because uh, even Mitch Matheson, our guest lobsterer, uh, couldn't come to the party. Uh, he um, was with Classic Legend, so uh, no good at all. We really need to bounce back. It's been a while since we've, uh, since we've come up with a profit. Uh, so, Joel, what do you have for us? Uh, I'm going to go to Flemington and make it Bella Tiara, race three, number six, as my best for the weekend. Um, because, because of what you just said, Barks, and the fact that we haven't really hit pay dirt for some time, I was going to do, just put 20 on ELO to place at around $4, but that's pretty gutless. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to go each way, 10 each way, ELO. But fourteen four dollars. Hopefully, look, a place will turn a profit anyway. Um, but yeah, wouldn't want to see it winning without having um, some of the lobster money on. Absolutely not. Elo ten each way. I will go to Flemington and go for Vungas the win. And this week's guest lobsterer is. Uh, we are back to Hugo Mayo has uh, weighed in again. He had a few uh, collects earlier earlier in the season. He, he did star, so this could be a good omen for us. And he is going to Flemington as well, race seven, number six, riding the wave. Uh, that takes it out. It takes us out. Ladies and gentlemen, shorter one this week. We're probably all pretty keen to get off and watch the cricket here on Thursday afternoon. Um and it leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, and it is a bit another big Friday, as they all are these summer Fridays. We've got eight TAB meetings. Uh, we've got full form for three and uh, fields, uh, page of fields for each of the other five. Saturday and Sunday, and still only $5.50. Or online for $5, you can go to winningpost.com.au, click the link in the main story and get through to issue.com. But in the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. And we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.